You're listening to the Take Him With You podcast with Rick and Amy on the Stitcher Radio Network. Hey everybody, welcome to episode number 275 of the Take Him With You podcast. I'm Rick. And I'm Amy. And today we're going to talk about dads. Lately I've been noticing I say the same things he used to say. I even find myself acting the very same way mm. I tap my fingers on the table to the rhythm in my soul And I jangle the car keys when I'm ready to go When I look in the mirror, he's right there in my eyes Staring back at me And I realize the older I get The more I can see How much he loves So take a guess at who that artist is. I'm not sure. That's Keith Urban. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's a cool song about his mm-hmm. dad. Cool. So, yeah, so t- today is the 8th of June, mm-hmm. 2014, and next week is Father's Day. But I thought, you know, let's get a jump on it. Let's do our Father's Day edition today, the next week, because by the time the podcast comes out, Father's Day is over. And a lot of people probably won't listen till the, you know, Monday. Right, right. So we'll do it this week. Then next week we can um, we can talk about fandom versus church attendance. That'll be cool. And mm-hmm. talk about our friend Stefan Sonic's letter that he Very sent to us. Very good letter, yeah. And then the week after that, mm-hmm. we get to interview our friend Greg Blanchard. Okay. So he's going to be on the show. We already we got it all figured he, out. He's the one that has the Inappropriate Conversations podcast. Correct. Yeah, and he's got a really cool letter about um, his basic, well, there's a lot of stuff in his letter, but this is interesting. He chooses to be involved in church to make a difference from the inside out. It's really an interesting thing that he's doing, and I think it's really awesome. Kind of like what we do by going out of the church to do what we do. He Mm -hmm. goes into the church to, to get them to get some enlightenment going on inside the organization. It's very cool. Light light a fire under the pews? Well, I don't know about that, but we'll see. <laughs> we'll talk about it. And and I really want to hear from him about it because yeah. he had a really good idea. He has some really cool ideas, and I thought, well, that'd be kind of fun to talk about. Yeah. So here we are. Uh, welcome to the Taking With You podcast. I already said it was two, episode 275. And, uh, yeah, it's been... Um, Wow, pretty crazy week. A lot going on for me, and I'm sure a lot going on for you. Mm-hmm. What was uh, what was going on with you, my dear-o? Well, um, you know, lots of work this last week. Um, and then I always look forward to the weekends when I have more time to garden. And so my highlight of the week was going to get bark with you. I know. It's really funny. She goes, and then she goes, bark. And I go, roof. No, not that kind of bark. Like beauty bark. And um Beauty bark? I had I had kind of a hodgepodge of stuff around my um raised beds. Yeah, this year we've try we're trying something new. We uh added four 
raised beds to the two that we already had mm -hmm. and uh, have filled them with, uh, you filled them with. Lots of um, vegetables and flowers. Yeah. Well, I was going to say uh, compost and bark and dirt. Yeah. And then planted a bunch of flowers and a bunch of vegetables, mm -hmm. and it's starting to come up like crazy. But in between them was grass and stuff that would grow up, and the lawnmower really didn't fit in between the, the raised yeah, beds. Yeah, so you had to weed eat a lot, right. and it was just kind of a hassle. So Your um, little project. So my project today, um, well, you helped me because you went and got the bark. And then Catherine actually helped me spread some of the bark today. You put down weed barrier on the ground. I put down weed block. And, um, and then put the bark over the top. Mm -hmm. And now when you look out on our yard, it looks really pretty. Yeah, it looks a lot better. And, you know, it'll it'll probably only last a couple of years and we'll have to do something oh, yeah. like that again. Well, but, I'd, eventually I'd like to get some pea gravel for there. Yeah, but we, we priced the pea gravel and it was quite a bit more. You think, well, I figure we can just go get some gravel off our riverbed and then pee on it. Richard. <laughs> That's pea gravel. No. Oh, sorry. So, um, you know, we, we were able to do this whole Richard. project. Richard, she doesn't ever call me Richard. We, had a, we were able to buy the weed block and the bark for under $30. Mm -hmm. So maybe under 25 even. Yeah, I think so. It was only $16 for the bark because we got it by the scoop load in your little putt-putt truck. And you got the weed block and then over it. The weed it, block the, was only eight dollars. Yeah, you know so. they use that in drug enforcement. Weed block. Yeah, they put it around places that are that are growing marijuana. You think so? Except for now, it's legal if you have a license. They figured a way to tax it so that they can the state can make money, money off, off of, of it. it. <laughs> so, uh. so now the state's making money off of drug addiction. Isn't that nice? Well, of course, I guess not everyone, just like alcohol, not everyone who uses marijuana is an addict. But there is that possibility. I would be. That's why. <laughs> that's why you don't use it. <laughs> that's exactly right. That's why that's I don't drink either. Because if I do, I'm in big trouble. But I do put. Did you put any beer out for the slugs? Oh, I still need to, and yeah, you might need to do that tonight. You can help me. Well, yeah, we'll see. Yeah. So you put out. Okay. So I watered so, though. So this is the taken with you gardening podcast. But this is so funny. Are you ready? Okay. We're really. I think you've really changed over the years. I was thinking we're going to celebrate 28 years of marriage coming up on the 21st, mm -hmm. and this week we get to meet my good friend uh, John McDuffie. From mm -hmm. the Treks and Sci-Fi podcast and on Facebook and stuff, I'm good friends with the Duffster. Uh -huh. And he and his wife are on a trip back to the West, and they're going to come visit us on Thursday. So I can't wait to meet them. That'll be fun. Yeah, that'll but, be fun. But uh, you're such a geek now. You've changed so much. And I was thinking of how um, Marcella wasn't too excited about going to the Star Wars store. Mm -hmm. Oh, she could stay here and look at Well, the and that's the whole thing. You guys like gardening and we like Star Wars and stuff. So we're going to go to the Star Wars store and you guys can garden or whatever. But um, I was thinking how geeky you've become because uh, Catherine said today, well, Dad, Mom's a lot more geeky now. You've rubbed off on her. And, and uh, I was noticing that today while she's working on her garden project, she brings her iPhone out and she puts it down um, – well, the, it was almost dead, so I had to plug right, it in. Right, she the plugs house. it in and she sets it down on a twelve pack of pop, and and it starts playing Super Tramp. <laughs> okay, and there's a story and, behind that. And then the music that, keeps though. coming out, and then she goes, she goes, well, I I I'm just getting ready for the Journey concert we're going to be going to at the end of July, and so I put on Journey Radio on on. Uh, I made I made a Journey a Radio, Journey radio station on, on iTunes. iTunes. 
And so, but they don't what did play I listen all to? of Journey. I know they, they don't. Play they play like, Air Supply yeah. and Boston and ton of different songs. It's the music that we grew up with. Yeah. And, you know, I think for... So a, it was nostalgia afternoon. I, I think for about 25 years or so, maybe at least 20, I was a little bit zealous religiously about... I pretty much only listened to Christian music, even though I grew up listening to music like that. Yeah. Pop music and stuff. I never was really into heavy metal like you were, but I... I did have some Christian rock bands I like that were a little harder edge, but um, you know, I I've kind of loosened up a little bit as I've got older. I I don't feel like I'm gonna go off the rails and you know start being wild and crazy from listening to rock music. So. You are wild and crazy. You don't I need am? rock music. I am. Well, I mean, you watch vampire shows now, and you <laughs> you use beer, and I don't what drink else? the beer though. <laughs> You're gonna no. Yeah, um, I'm gonna catch you out in the garden one night and go. No. How come she hasn't come it, in yet? It really stinks. And then I'll come out, and you'll be going, "Hey, Rick, I've I've that's heard, great. Yeah, <laughs> we we only have the uh. cheap. We only have really cheap beer, and I don't know. I've never tasted any good beer. Maybe <laughs> it tastes okay, but yeah, meds. Meds, you say it tastes good, huh? Yeah. The, the stuff that we buy for the slugs, I'm surprised they go for it because it kind of... Uh, I knew yeah. we'd talk about slugs. That's just for you, the Vanderloos. Yeah. We Thank, by the way, slugs. for that nice uh, comment last week. That was nice yeah. of you guys. So, yeah, the highlight of my week is gardening, but we have a lot coming up. We have our daughter-in-law, Kira's birthday, and um, Father's Day, yeah. and lots of stuff, and... Visiting, we're going to go up to Bainbridge and visit my dad and yeah. my sister and mm -hmm. their family. I don't so know if your brother and sister-in-law will no be there or not. I know we're going to be there. So, yeah. And you're going to make potato salad. That's good. Yes. I, I still need to put it together. I've got the stuff boiled, but I need to peel it. and. So that's all you're going to say that you did this last week? Well, I can't remember. It's just so foggy. But um, what else did I do? There's Oh, I forgot. I ended up getting picked for jury duty. Yes, you did. I, I think maybe I put that out of my mind on purpose. So I, I served on a jury as an alternate for two days. So you were alternative. Yeah, I was. Juror, you sat outside the jury box. I was juror number 13. Ooh, and I'm so lucky. I had to sit through all of the testimonies and all of that stuff and and um, then it got time to have the deliberations, and the judge turned to me and goes, well, no one's, you know, well, he didn't say have a heart attack or broke a leg or anything, right. but there's been no emergencies. No jurors had to be excused. So, so you can go home. You can go home, but just stay closed just in case. And um, I talked to one of my friends who also served on the jury. It's actually my daughter's boss. Um, she served on the jury, too, and... She said um, they only took about 45 minutes to get a verdict, but wow. it was an uncomfortable case. So uh, it was um, a criminal case that was kind of yucky. Yeah. Well, I guess most criminal cases are And you are can't yucky. talk about it. Well, actually, I can after the oh, trial, okay. but right. I don't know if anyone really wants no. to hear about it. No, it was kind of... It was kind of a sad thing. Yeah. So... But yeah, that was a couple of days this week, and then I had to try to catch up on work that mm -hmm. I missed because of the trial. And 
So very long week, but um, good. That's good. And I got to be out in the yard for like the majority of today. I still need to clean my house because, yeah. But oh well. I like being out in the you yard. Gave Jade a bath. We gave Jade a bath. We ate dinner outside. I yeah, made, that was nice, by the way. I made gluten-free Swedish pancakes with nice nectarines. fresh nectarines mm. on them. Mm. It was yeah. good. Kind of a breakfast for dinner night. You know what's funny? Mm-hmm. I have this weird thing about syrup. I know you do. And I I have a love-hate relationship with it because, well, number one, it's not very good for you, especially the kind that I like because, yeah. But... Uh, I don't. I, I can't handle the smell or the touch, or I can't get get it on me, or I get grossed out. I freak mm-hmm. out. And I found out that's a family thing because my mom is the same way. Your mom and your sister, I think, and my both. sister too. They don't yeah. like the touch. The, the taste. taste. No, well, they like the taste. We the, like the taste the, of syrup. The texture. If there's anything right. sticky syrup. So the last few times that we've had breakfast food with, that would require syrup, I have forgone the syrup and gone with fruit. Mm-hmm. Much better for you. Well, it's better for you, and I'll be honest; it really tastes quite a lot better yeah. than the syrup. Mm-hmm. Um, and I and I, it's a lot better for me. Mm-hmm. So uh, I do like I like strawberries and I like blueberries and I like uh, nectarines and yeah, I'm up for this. It's kind of good. It it tastes like you're having you're at the fair, and you have one of those like fruit filled, um, not a scone, but. Uh, Oh, like, sometimes they yeah, just have like, like a waffle things. Yeah, fruit. yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, good job, dear. It was a good okay. dinner. Thanks. Yeah, I'm not very good at cooking meat, but I can make a vegetarian meal pretty well. It's true. <laughs> With Swedish pancakes. It's true. And fruit. So how was your week? You've been really busy. I've been really busy. All of a sudden, I got a lot of jobs, which is good. I finished up a few and... Um, Finally got a logo done for a company. I was almost a whole year of working with them. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of crazy. crazy. And then, uh, and then I went and uh, taught um, a construction company. I uh, taught their uh, office manager how to update their new website. So that was cool. Mm-hmm. And I also uh, went to the farm place that I do their website. And showed them how to do some things with the website, so that was cool too. And in the meantime, mm-hmm. I put, I got a, I got a call, two calls actually. One call, uh, I guess now that I put out my new RickMoyer.com, mm-hmm. it's starting to show up in Google, and people are typing in like voiceover or jingle, mm-hmm. and it shows up in Google pretty close to the top. Wow, which is kind of weird because I haven't done anything other than, I mean, I post a lot of stuff, so mm-hmm. maybe that's what's going on, but. Um, I got a call and I got a contract with uh, Fantastic Sam's Hair Salons in New Mexico. Mm-hmm. And so I've been working on a jingle with them, a 30-second and a 15-second and a donut jingle. What's a donut jingle? Well, a donut jingle goes like this. Fantastic Sam's at Fantastic Sam's. Hey, get you know your haircut at Fantastic Sam's. We do it better than the other guys can. Blah, 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 blah. And then at Fantastic Sam's. So what you have is you have jingle at the beginning, jingle at the end. In the middle, there's a donut, what? a saw... hole for the announcer. Oh, a hole for the announcer. Yeah. Okay. And That's then called are, a donut. Are you the announcer, too? On this particular ad, but they're going to have enough. They have radio people that they work with, so mm-hmm. they'll use the jingle and have other announcers as well. So you'll make some blank in the middle, too? Mm-hmm. That's what I said, a donut. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know what that was. It's okay. It has and a then, hole in the and, middle. And then... Uh, and then I was um, 
working on that. And um, every once in a while, you know, I, I mean, I look towards the future when I'm working because um, you can, I can have a whole bunch of jobs one week and then nothing the next week. And then that doesn't bring any income in the following week. Mm-hmm. You have to, I'm always living ahead of myself. And I realized, hey, I've got better line some stuff up for next week. Yeah. And um, so I went to Elance, and I've been having no, for two months, I haven't had any, I've put in a ton of auditions and nothing. I have another friend that said that he had Yeah, it's been slow. And then all of a sudden, I saw one for a a really cool pet product. Um, I'm I'm not going to say what it is, because we're still working on it, and it's a surprise. But uh, I'm doing a... A really cool, fun jingle song for mm-hmm. a company that makes pet products, mm-hmm. and that's fun. So I'm doing it at that same and, time. And, you, and told, you told me though what you what you messaged them about. You you said something about your dog and the thing, and they got yeah. right a hold of you. <laughs> yeah, I talked about how I love my dog and I sing to her all the time, and that that got me right there. So they <laughs> that, so that she, got their attention. She got a hold of me right away. Yeah, let's do you've this. You've done a lot of things for you've worked for a pet website where you mm-hmm. did lots of video voiceovers. Pet-zet.com. I'm I'm the voice of Bob the cat. And you've done you've done quite a few. You have a like a exercise for, for fitness, pets, yeah, for, for fitness. fitness, yeah. You've done quite who a few. slimmed the dogs down? You've done quite a few pet. I like things. pets. Yes, hey, if you, you can do. make money doing it, why not? Yeah. And then the other thing that I did is I'm I'm in the middle of doing a big um, proposal for the city of Aberdeen, where we live, has a really cool thing called uh, the. Um, well, I guess I can't really say I, I, until I get it. Well, anyway, there's an organization in Aberdeen that's helping revitalize it and do some new things, and they've got a big project they're working on. And they asked me to come in and talk to them about doing a big website for them. And so I have proposed to them uh, some numbers, and I'm, I'm scared to do this, but I'm meeting with a bunch of officials on Monday on GoToMeeting on the Internet and showing them my ideas for their new website. Mm-hmm. And if they like them, well, then... I'll get a check for half of it, and I'll start work and actually clear off a whole week of work for that, mm-hmm. for the first first week, and then get it all done and fancy for them within a week's time. So, got lots on the on the burners, and hopefully, you know, things are going forward. Yeah. So and that's what I did. I was very busy all week, and in fact, I was even working today. This morning, I worked on a bunch of stuff, and 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 uh, then I uh, redid some of the jingles, and then. Uh, worked on go to meeting trying to get it to work. You helped me. That was nice. And uh, yeah, so there I am. So are are you feeling comfortable no. with the go to meeting yet? If no, any, I'll figure it out. If though. any of our listeners, well, I found out what it was. In the next twenty four hours, so I'm I'm saying. No, either, don't don't worry about it. Well, no, okay. No, I was um, just saying they could maybe. Well, I found out what's hands. wrong is the uh, the fancy Mac machine that I have. The big fancy computer. Yeah, the one that we're leasing and is expensive and really cool. Um, is has a problem with go to meeting and apparently that's a, a known problem. Um, when I talk into the microphone, it turns me into a chipmunk. Uh, yeah, it speeds it up really fast. <laughs> and then like and then echoes and then it causes a big feedback loop. Uh-huh. I found that if I don't use the big computer, if I use my iPad or my iPhone or uh, hopefully my, my You probably want to try with on your my laptop. laptop. Then it works fine. But it worked for you to like draw on the stuff and show how to do different things. Uh-huh. And yeah, if that makes sense to anybody. No, I did that with my iPad. Okay. Mm-hmm. But you can demonstrate different But I parts could show, I was able to show my big computer. If I muted the mic, I could show 
my screen. Mm-hmm. So I'll, I'm going to think about how I'm going to do it. A lot of times I'll get it right if I think about it for a while. Mm-hmm. That's That works with me. It's so funny. I'll get a contract for something like a jingle, like I did for the hair salon. Mm-hmm. And I got right on it, but I never, never touched a recording instrument or anything for about 24 hours. But in my head, I... I worked on it. It's really weird. I don't know how to describe the creative process. I but then, understand. then when I sat down, it came right out. The same thing happened with the with this pet product. They didn't like the one I the first one that I did, but uh, one in the morning it finally came out, and I walked in here and hit the button and recorded it, and I came to bed because I was dead tired. But there was um, there's just a weird thing that goes on. I have to think about things for a while, and I mull them over, and I'll do something completely different, like watch Star Trek or work on a website or or listen to a podcast or I'll do something or go out and throw the ball for Jade or whatever. And then all of a sudden, I'll work it out inside my head. Then I walk in here and create it. But like today, I was hanging out outside. I needed to come in and do something. Yeah. And I didn't. And I was because I, I told you the creative process is you don't walk in and turn it on. And I was getting irritated because I was unloading the, the sawdust and Catherine was helping me. And you were just standing there on the deck. Thanks. And I'm going, I said, I thought you said you had work to do. And, and you, and you were wanted just, me to help shovel the and dirt. And you were just standing there watching, which is, it's, oh, I mean, it's and okay And that whole time that I was standing there help. watching, I was thinking about the Fantastic Sam's commercial. Okay. But, so then I came in a little while later when all of a sudden I felt creative. I didn't at that, at that time. Walked in. Hit the button and I did it all and sent it to the customer. Okay. <laughs> you think that's funny? That's I, well, that's I my was, creative I process. Was, I know. I was just about ready to ask you. So, are you getting paid a lot to supervise? <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> and I oh, you know, the other thing I did this week is I got a hundred CDs duplicated and uh, covers put on for um, a lady up in the Montesano area. Got her and delivered her. The, uh, her CDs, and then got to see her pet guinea pig, and I petted that it. That was probably one of the highlights of your week, uh, since anyway, you're such an animal anyway. lover. Squeak, 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 squeak. Did it go? <laughs> no, it's a girl. Oh, okay. Girls don't do that, guinea pigs. <laughs> it was so funny, because we had a guinea pig, a boy guinea pig. And he sounded like a machine gun. That whenever he, whenever he saw his jump. girlfriend, he did that. Yeah. <laughs> and then jump. So the kids um, was really hard for them when they started dating, because when they saw a pretty girl, they would just go eh, 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 and jump around. <laughs> no, they didn't. No, I'm just joking. Oh, I get in trouble for kids. That. Yeah. yeah, both our boys are married now, so they better not be well, doing never any know. weird sounds. Eh, 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 <laughs> Unless it's for their wives. <laughs> <sighs> I'm not. I'm not going with that one. Okay, let's yeah. move on. <laughs> Move ahead. Run away. Move along. Run away. You know what we got to do that was fun this week, too? You and I recorded a special for the Rusted Robot podcast. And they were they're, they're have a new one out, so you have to go listen to it. All about speculating on the new the next Star Trek series. And I think I had a great idea. I think you did, too. And so you and I... Which, talking about entertainment... What? Do you want to have a quick review? Catherine and I went and saw a movie last night. Okay, hold on. Okay. So we sent in a comment about what we think the next Star Trek series should be. And um, so we sent it to the Rusted Robot podcast. And Sean and Bridget um, got our comments. You have to go listen to them on the Rusted Robot podcast. Okay, the other funny thing that happened with them 
You don't what? look at your... Stop oh, it. Oh, I'm just Googling because I can't remember the name okay. of the movie so, I went saw. I'm, uh, two days ago, I'm sitting in my studio and the U.S. mail truck pulls up in front of my house. Now, we live on a, a little uh, a little lane, <laughs> literally called Little Lane, and um, we have our mailbox at the end of the lane, so we have to go out to the main road and grab our mail, then come in. Mm-hmm. So it's really rare that the post office or the the postman comes to yeah, our we get to see ted our postman ted ted's awesome he's a nice guy so ted shows up in his mail truck and delivers a package so i get i get a couple of things and some letters and this big tube mm-hmm. and he goes this is something new i've never delivered a, le- a, a package from the ukraine before and literally here's this big package with ukrainian stamps on it yeah my name uh-huh. and some guy i've never heard of for the return address and i'm thinking uh what's this what has amy been ordering <laughs> and i got to yeah and i got to thinking well, did amy order this? maybe Catherine ordered this but no it was my name on it so i'm thinking to myself who would send me something from the ukraine and i thought and i thought and i thought and i thought Finally, I couldn't resist it any longer, and I opened it. Yeah. And I pull out this tube of uh, that's rubber banded together, and it's thick, and it smells kind of cool. <clears throat> and I pull it open, and as I'm pulling it open, I'm thinking, man, this looks a lot like the TARDIS. Mm-hmm. And by the time I get to the top, it is a police box. Ah. And it's a kind of, it's a sticker. Mm-hmm. A full-size sticker that fits on a standard-sized door. So it literally is the size of a real police box. And uh, and I thought, what in the world is this? And I so I fold it all back up and I call you. Did you order a police, a, a TARDIS? No. I called Catherine. No, I didn't, I didn't order anything. And then all of a sudden, in the back of my mind, I remember talking to the Vanderloos who live in Canada. Mm-hmm. And to, I guess to ship the the TARDIS, TARDIS, the the poster or the sticker from the Ukraine to Canada was way more expensive than if they shipped it to somebody in the United States. And then I shipped it up to them. And so that's what eventually happened. But I was laughing so hard when I thought, who? What in the world? And I guess it's appropriate to say who, because it's for <laughs> Doctor Who. But so that's my story about the Vanderloos this week. You guys always get a story, so there you go. Yeah. So that was pretty fun. Okay, you ready for my... <laughs> you couldn't wait for me to get done with that story. Well, Thanks. you know. Uh-huh. Yeah. I. Uh... It was your story. So I have a story. Yeah. I was surprised I did this, but my daughter has been wanting to go see this movie. Oh, my it was. It's based on a young adult novel, you know, like teenage novel, written by um, John Green. And... Evidently, he um, is someone who did had done a lot of YouTube videos and was popular for a bunch of his YouTube videos. Well, he wrote this novel called The Fault in Our Stars. And it's about um, a 16-year-old cancer patient named Hazel, whose parents forced her to go to a support group. And wow, that's thrilling. It, well, it's a support group for kids that have um, <sighs> illness. And she meets an ex-basketball player who's an amputee 
who also had cancer but had been in remission. Man, this sounds like an uplifting so, movie. I'll tell you, I'm, I want to go see it. It actually, it actually was quite inspiring because they talked a lot about you know living life to the full fullness and full, yeah, and. Give me a side of pop or side of depression with my popcorn. But it was a little bit awkward. Would you like depression with that? Yes, please. It was a little bit awkward because the movie theater was full because it was the first night it was out. And Catherine's friend from college and her mom and then Catherine and I went. So people actually went to see it? It, it was so packed that we uh. had to sit in the front row of the back section because wow. the back section was almost all full. We had to sit in the aisle, you know, mm-hmm. and because we got there just right as it was about ready to start. So we sat there about halfway through the movie. Yeah. You could hear <laughs> sobbing, cries. The whole movie theater were, were bawling. And I was like thinking I had worn a hoodie and I'm going, I'm so glad I wore a hoodie because I had to like wipe my face with my, the tears off my face. If you would have got popcorn, you could have got a napkin or something. Yeah, I didn't have a napkin. So, but, um, but it was actually quite inspiring because, um, one of my favorite parts was they were, they talked about infinity and how like between the numbers zero and one. There's all these infinite possibilities of numbers. There's zero and there's point like point zero 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 one and point zero 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 two and there's all these numbers in between one or zero and one and there's like an infinite amount of numbers between zero and one. Well, there's also like an even bigger infinite amount of numbers between zero and 90 right but there's just like all these incredible amount of numbers but the point of it was uh, that some some what some infinite number <laughs> amount of time is bigger than other <laughs> but anyway the main thing is make the most of the time that you do have <laughs> and it was actually a very sweet uh. movie and um okay let me ask you a couple questions okay i don't want to give away too much because oh, that's fine people, but. why on earth would you ever want to go to such a depressing movie where people die and everybody has cancer why would you want to go to a movie what is there, what could possibly well, possess you to say hey let's go to the movies and watch depressing things and people die there there were actually a lot of uh, humorous parts to it also that's pretty funny stuff and well, there were there were parts. You have cancer. You're gonna die. <laughs> no, there was a lot of sweet, humorous parts. Okay. Um, but you know, there it did deal with some, some, yeah. It I just didn't think to myself. Me, there's enough real sadness in the world. Why would someone want to go to a movie where there where it's made up sadness? Well, that's for the same reason you like to watch some of those shows on TV. It's like, why would you ever want to watch something like that? I guess I just emotionally, I'm like, I, like I don't Hallmark want to handle movies that. or something. Yeah. Or Nicholas Sparks. Some people just love movies them. or books. I think I like Nicholas Cage books. I don't think he movies books. Yeah. That's a whisper like that. <laughs> that's like Batman. That's true. Well, I okay, don't know. Amy. I, I, I would recommend the movie. Though, what was it called again? Clean, the the oh. depressing what cancer movie? No, it's oh. 
It was called um <laughs> after The Fault in Our Stars. The Fault in Our Stars. All right. Yeah. Kind of like I guess I should be nicer like because play, I didn't actually see it. Kind of like a play on Star Crossed. You know how sometimes the Fault in Our Stars? Well, how like how sometimes there was that saying about the star-crossed lovers, how people would meet, but, you know, it just wasn't the right time, or their families didn't get along, and so they weren't able to be together. Well, um, in this case, two young people meet, but they both have cancer, <laughs> and it just, they were kind of upset about the timing of everything. Well, okay. If you can emotionally yeah. handle something like that, enjoy the movie. <laughs> That's the same reason I didn't watch Marley and Me. Oh, I won't do it. Don't, don't. Nope. My daughter, nope. Nope. our daughter talked me into I watching it. And that's the same reason that when I we watched, bawled. we bought a zoo that I did not, I was not prepared for it. And I ended up <laughs> sobbing in one of the scenes in the middle of the movie theater. It was completely embarrassing. And I couldn't even get a grip for about five minutes. And I thought, oh my gosh. And now you know where our oldest son got <sighs> it. Do you remember when we watched The Incredible <laughs> Journey? Or Homeward Bound or Homeward something Homeward Bound. Like that. It was one of those movies <laughs> yeah. with the cats and the dogs and they're trying to find their <laughs> home. And the cat the cat falls into the river and gets swept away. And our, our you're laughing, but our son was like three years old. And he cried. <sighs> And he got could, it from me. We could not console him. He uh -huh. was just so distraught. And even after we found out that the cat didn't die, the cat was okay, but he was still, so upset. <laughs> you know, <Yeah. laughs> like how when you cry, you know, little yeah. kids cry and they start to. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm a, a full out adult when I do that. So, <laughs> so and this but... <laughs> is, this is why I'm a softy. So. And this is why we don't go to, um, to, what, Rodeos, rodeos anymore. Rodeos as a family. <laughs> I'll never forget that. My parents were so excited. They invited us to this fair we, and we went to this. we had never been to, our family had never we been to a rodeo. Went to a rodeo. rodeo. <laughs> and the, within the first five minutes, a horse stumbles, breaks its leg, and they they are going to kill it. And they come out with a, <laughs> in front of all these people. This is not funny, but I'm laughing. But they come out with like, like a, a front loader. And yeah, a, and a, they come up with a they, scoop. Yeah, they scoop the horse up, and they're they driving give it, it a shot as they're driving they it off. we we have these big looks of horror on our face because we know what's going to happen. Yeah, and the announcer goes, "Yeah, he'll be okay, folks." And, and we're all and, and We're all like, "He's not going to be okay." We're going to hear this boom. <laughs> Our whole family have tears going down their faces because they're going, they're going like, to put the horse down. And my mom was trying to be nice about it all. She was like, oh, well, let's look at this now, guys. You know, and I'm like, uh... we're, we're just We're just too much animal softy lover people. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, and it's kind of interesting because both of us grew up on farms and we, we ate animals for food. You well, know? don't remind me. But um, <laughs> but it's different when it's like you know a so horse your or a friend. dog. Or <laughs> so when do you? How often do you eat your friend? <laughs> Bobo you, tastes pretty good tonight. What? You ate your neighbor's horse. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't know I was eating it. Here, have some pepperoni. Mm, this is great. Yeah, it's, what's your name? That their horse got hit on the road <laughs> and they, just and they made of, it into pepperoni. They butchered it after that. <laughs> No, no, thank you. 
All right. Well, I guess okay, that's good enough sorry. there. Um, why don't we talk about the subject we were going to talk about this week? And that is about dads. I've got some questions for you, my dear. For me? Yeah. So stick around, everybody. We'll be right back after this. Hit it, boys. So, coming up is Father's Day. Now, I know we celebrate it in the United States, um, but I don't know if Father's Day is really celebrated around the world. You'll have to let me know. I, know I can't that, remember. I know that some other countries have some kind of Mother's Day. I know in the UK they have some kind of mom, Mom's Day, some kind. In Mexico, they have Mother of All Nachos Day. Mm, I don't know about that. For the patron saint, Mother of Nachos. I don't think so. Mother Nachoella. Hmm. <laughs> Give yeah. me some cheese. Yeah, I don't think so. No, they I don't. I know they have the Day of the Dead or something. Oh, that, that works good. That's on my birthday, usually. Yeah. So, I thought it would be interesting to talk a little bit about our dads. And instead of, I mean, we've... we've on past podcasts, we've talked about our fathers and stuff like that. But I thought it would be really interesting this week if, while we're getting ready for Father's Day here in the United States, all of us, you know, some, I mean, all of us have a father. Not our fathers are not, some of them are not here anymore. But, and also, some of us have not had a great relationship with our fathers, and others have. So there's a, a big, huge difference in what people think when you say the word dad or mm-hmm. father. But I thought it would be interesting to talk a little bit about what types of things do you see now that we're getting older and we've raised our kids mostly? What type of things do you notice in your own life that remind you of your dad? So so I want you to think about that for a moment. And then you can ask me the same question. Um, but now your dad uh, was... Addicted to peanut butter. Well, I'll admit it. <laughs> Yes. He was I was just going to say, he's not butter. here any longer. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, he died in an accident a couple of years after we were married. One year. Was it one year? Yeah. yeah. And so that was very tragic and very hard and very sad because he was a really cool guy. So I never really got to know him that well. I mean, a little bit because I did ask him to and only, for his he hand was, or he your hand. He was only 60 years old. Yeah. I went to be with him on his birthday in April. When he turned 60 and I had dinner with my mom and, and him. I don't know what you were doing. I can't remember. But I went down by myself and had birthday dinner with him. You can move it up a little bit. And then... There you go. Then um, the end of May, he died in an accident. So um, I was at church camp and I was helping cook in the kitchen. Mm-hmm, and, I remember that. And um, you came out to the camp to tell me. So. That was probably one of the hardest things I've ever done. Yeah. Didn't like it. And so actually, for years, and it still isn't the easiest holiday for me. Memorial Day? Memorial Day and Father's Day, because they're kind of right in a row. Well, it, and we've tried to emphasize 
you know, trying to bless my dad. And you've always been really good at celebrating it with me for the, with the kids. Mm-hmm. So you've done pretty good, but it is hard. Yeah. But with that set aside now for a moment, I want you to think, because I've noticed more and more that we both have taken on characteristics of our parents. Even tonight, mm-hmm. you did something. What did I do? And I and I and I reacted to it and you just looked at me because you knew what I was thinking. We were you were making pancakes and Swedish I, pancakes. Yeah, and I wasn't but two feet or five feet from you and you <laughs> you yelled out <laughs> that there was a pancake done, and I, and I, you just told me to go get something. So I was you getting were, butter, okay, and I was you getting. You were in the house though, and I was down below the right, porch, right. and I but, didn't see. I thought you were clear back in the kitchen. Anyway, you you always you always get a kick. Anyway, she was just like her mom. It's pretty funny. My and, my mom is, well, she's great. She she had a very strong voice that could carry. Well, she had to with all those kids well, in the big farm. Well, we had eight hundred acres, and I. But this isn't about yeah. Mother's Day, so okay, but but Father's I was just laughing Day. that we we have I can't characteristics remember and traits. What it was the other day, but I had to get my Adam's old fashioned peanut butter out and put it on something. And you were like, "Wait a minute!" And because my dad had to have Adam's old fashioned crunchy peanut butter on everything okay well and i appreciate that and everything but i wasn't really really talking about like okay edible things i was talking more about characteristics do you see any of your dad and how you raised your kids and and how you've been in life over the past 40 some years um what are the things you notice the huge most? amounts um for one thing um Faith was really important to my dad, mm-hmm. and it's very important to you. And yeah, and I know I know another one that you're not saying yet. Well, one thing that was really important to my dad um, was a really strong work ethic, mm-hmm. and I think he got a lot of his self-esteem from being able to work hard and work long, mm-hmm. and. I think that I get a lot of my self-esteem, a lot of my value in myself by um, being able to work hard mm-hmm. and being able to work long. And I think that I know with my boys, um, they are both very valued in their careers because they both have really good work ethics and they're willing to put in the extra time to do it right and to... You know, um, they don't have to be supervised. Yeah, they can work hard and they can work independently. And, you know, when I was a kid, um, I remember telling my dad, you know, Dad, why don't I go out and pull tansy <coughs> in that field? Well, I, I have to admit at, at that age, I think I was maybe 11 or 12. And I don't even know if I had gloves <laughs> and there were bees everywhere. I didn't get a lot of tansy pulled, but. I, I think from a young age, I was willing, I think I was nine when I would go out into the pastures, probably half mile, mile down the lane and bring in the cows by myself, the whole herd of cows. And, you know, I think my dad um, trusted and showed confidence in each of the kids, you know, his five children. 
he gave them responsibilities and and we felt proud that he trusted us and that that you know he he knew we could work and we could get it done and he didn't have to worry that and that's one of the reasons that you have uh people that give you a key to their home and you go in and clean their house and they don't ever worry about you getting into anything or messing anything over because you have a strong work ethic yeah and i you know i respect (coughs) people's you can be trusted boundaries and i mean i i don't cross any of their personal space i just do what i need to do and and then go and um so what else do you see well i think sometimes i can be a little bit um i i don't know my dad was a really interesting mix because on some ways he was quite sober-minded you know when i talked about being responsible and working hard but then I remember that sometimes he had this little twinkle in his eye and he would do something zany and crazy and he would, or he would, you know, like drive circles around the barnyard and stir up the dust. And he would, I don't know, he had this little twinkle and this little kind of mischief every once in a while, or he would tell silly jokes when we had company around the table and and he was a poet, mm-hmm. and I I think I don't do an awful lot of that, but you could. I I have at times. I, I remember for your was it your fortieth birthday? I wrote a song, and I've written lots of songs through the years. Um, I'm not musical or talented, yeah, you like are. singing you very are. much. You're so better than you think. <laughs> the people who've listened to me sing on the podcast no different, but um, but you know my dad. Every year, like every Christmas, he would take our whole family and write a paragraph or two in in poetry, mm-hmm. poetically, whatever, r- write about our lives. And he'd make this big newsletter every Christmas when we were growing up. And he was just, you know, I, I think every sermon that he heard, he would take that sermon and he would transpose the sermon into verse. Right. Or he would summarize the sermon as a poem. Right. And so, so his Bible. Not very often. So but, you see that in yourself, though? But, well, as far as sometimes taking the time to look at things, I know that he, um, I've done some landscape design. I enjoy design. I enjoy figuring out you know where to put this and where to put that and when I was a kid um we built our house we had, we built a big five bedroom three bath house with cash mm-hmm. and how we did that and it was, was weird too because the dollar bills were pretty thin and everything I mean, we paid cash for the oh, supplies okay, and built okay. built it and we didn't owe any money on it when we moved in right did take us three years but um but in order to do that, to have the extra money, because the farm didn't make enough money to, to do that big of a project, my dad worked off the farm with a backhoe, and mm-hmm. he, you know, he would look at a piece of property, and people would say, you know, well, I need a septic tank here, and I need a house here, and I need a driveway here, and he could see it. Like, mm-hmm. he... 
he would be able to see, okay, I need the bank to go this way. I need, you know, I, I need to and then move the earth. And he would do whatever was And so he would kind of sculpt the earth, you know, and he was, was kind of <laughs> sculpting on a big scale, you know. Yeah. And so in a way, he was art- artistic with the backhoe <laughs> as he, he would move the, the ground to make it yeah. appropriate. So, yeah. So my dad was a poet. He was an artist in his own way with a backhoe. Um, so he was kind of a, yeah, he was a musician with a trombone. He played the trombone. He, he whistled um, when he would whistle hymns and he sang baritone kind of um, Bill Cosby-ish kind of voice. And um, yeah, I don't know. He was hard worker so that kind of sums up my dad i guess so is that well, what you wanted you, to know well no i was i was asking you what do you see in you that you got from him oh <laughs> I don't, that's what i asked well okay sorry you um, got your love for reading from him he yeah, loved to read bo- both my mom and dad always had a book next yeah. to them you know even if the tv was on yeah but they would also have my dad would also have a western he liked yeah. reading zane gray and mm-hmm those kind of western books and he always had a western next to him and um yeah my mom was a big reader too but yeah i think that i another thing that's kind of maybe different is that um when i was in school vocabulary tests were always very easy for me and I think part of that was that even though my dad didn't have a lot of fancy degrees, I think he had some college classes in agricultural like economics or something, um, but he didn't have a lot of fancy college degrees. Um, but because he was such a big reader and he was always reading um, just all kinds of things, my grandpa was like that too. My father always had a big vocabulary, and I think there's a lot of conversation in our home. Uh, we always ate three meals together as a family and a day. And so um, when I was in school, and sometimes spelling wasn't easy for me, but I, I always knew the meanings of words. I hardly ever had to look up what a word meant because our family used... A rich vocabulary not um <laughs> not always um how do i say this sometimes today when i've been up at the college for my kids i've been shocked by the limited vocabulary they use um primarily of four-letter swear words yeah and i'm thinking this is supposed to be a, a institution higher, higher of education. higher learning and you would think they would have a larger vocabulary than F-bomb, everything. F-bomb, F-bomb. Yeah, it's yeah. I love the kids, no matter what they say. But I think you know, <laughs> you would sound more intelligent if you used a few different adjectives besides the F word. <laughs> but anyway, um, my dad. Yeah, he yeah. was. I think that was something that. He valued, um, which is why you're right. more interesting to play words with friends with than I am because I don't know, I don't know, <laughs> I, I lose all the time. With everybody. Oh, I have a couple of people that I play against that I'm going, I hardly ever win. <laughs> with them. Evelyn, 
Evelyn. I think maybe I've won one time. <laughs> yeah, she's pretty good. Yeah. So what did you learn from your dad? Well, I didn't say what we learned. Um, or what do you feel like you've inherited from well, you him? You can tell me better probably than I can. But but I would say that um, um, my dad can be a real tease and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And and I think that I probably have those characteristics if I, especially with little kids, I always like to entertain them and tease them and and uh, have fun with them and stuff. And that seems to be something that I got from my dad. Um, my dad was we didn't have the same personality really at all. He was more like you than he was yeah. like my mom. My mom and I are very similar in our personalities, mm-hmm. and and so your mom and you are both extroverts. So I actually well. butted heads with my mom a lot when I was younger. Your, your dad and I are both more introverts, right? So and so with my dad, quieter. we actually got along really well. There's only a couple of times that he really lost it with me. When he tried teaching how to One drive, one was when he tried to teach me how to drive. <laughs> One was when he saw me mistreat my mom and I was being mean to her as far as I was arguing with her and he I didn't know he was home and he came around the corner and he had had enough. And so that was another time I saw him really upset. And then another time I made fun of him at the dinner table one night and he locked me out of the house. <laughs> yeah. But you got to understand. And, and did you deserve it? Uh, of course. <laughs> I, I said something about, oh, yeah, and you probably walked uphill barefoot in the snow to, and he, he could just ways. yeah and you got you got you saw him just go and this is not something was, he was would this ever when do your dad was um was quitting smoking too i don't remember all i know is that uh i could tell from his eyes that i probably pushed it a little too far and i spent an evening outside not overnight but outside for a while and he wouldn't let me back in and i could hear him and mom fighting over the fact that he left me outside <laughs> And I could not get back in. So that was pretty funny. But I did run out the side door because I didn't want him to hit me. And my dad was not, he never abused us or anything. You did have a barn, a barn only about 10 yards away that you could probably camp out in if you needed to. The only time my dad ever, (laughs) the only time my dad ever raised a finger against me was uh, like with a hack paddle or something like that if I was being disciplined. But I never felt. I was never scared of my dad, if that makes sense, and ex- except for that one time when I pushed it too far. But uh, he never, you know, he never abuses. I had good parents, and and I and I was raised in a in a very decent, supportive environment out on the farm. But um, I would say I I think I'm a little bit more. Uh, I don't know. I I I'm not as mellow as my dad is. I could just say that. Um, one thing that. I know that this isn't really a personality trait, but um, one thing you took out after your dad was popcorn in the evening. And you don't do it as much as you used to, but you used to have popcorn almost every night. Yeah, my dad loved popcorn. And um, my dad did too. It seems and like... Dad still loves popcorn. My dad, um, when I was my growing up... My dad's dad, Grandpa loved Moyer, popcorn. loved popcorn. Must be a dad thing, cause I can't remember my mom hardly ever just making popcorn. Well, I don't remember my and mom. And I don't either. hardly ever either. The bad part was that when we were when we were growing up, he would get a pan out. We did it on the stove. Uh huh. With oil. No. Yeah. Oh. With lard. Oh. We had pigs and stuff, and so yeah. they butcher the pigs and they keep the fat for lard, and they would actually use lard. I mean, we would never use it now, 
But I mean, you guess some people do with like tortillas I and have, stuff. You know, though, I've heard lard is healthier for you wow. than like shortening or margarine. Well, or pig fat ain't good for you anyway. But yeah. anyway, he would he would put it in the pan on the stove, the lard, and he would uh, warm it up, and then he dropped two kernels in it. Uh, make sure they could pop. And then he put the lid on it. And then when those two kernels popped, then he poured the rest of the popcorn in and he would pop the popcorn. But he'd always do it after I went to bed. Uh-huh. And I was always upset about that because they would eat their popcorn and I had to go to bed. Well, he was pretty pretty hilarious because mm-hmm. he would sneak a bowl of popcorn to me. My mom wouldn't know. But would, would she find these yeah. bowls in your yeah. room? <laughs> yeah. So, but he would he would sneak it into my room and give it to me. He goes here, here, Ricky, you can have some popcorn. Well, when you were really little, your bedroom was not very far from the kitchen. Right, right it was right adjacent to it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and say I was just thinking about my dad the other day, um, and I bought some root beer at the store because. Oh yeah, you told me about. And that. I put it in the fridge because you it had to be cold. Some store brand root beer. Yeah, generic, Generous. diet root beer. Yeah, because I can't have the sugar. But uh, I'll never forget when I was in high school before I could drive, because I didn't drive until I was a junior, I think, in high school. Um, my dad would come after warehouse. He worked at Warehouser, and he'd get off at work at four o'clock in mm-hmm. the afternoon, and he'd drive over to the high school in Hoquiam and pick me up, uh, either from band practice or. Uh, anyway, he he was always seemed to be on the pickup Rick duty, mm-hmm. and he'd come with his little Dotson pickup, you know, little Kinda rust bucket, like your little rust yeah, bucket truck. Very similar. He had a little red pickup, and I have a little red pickup. But uh-huh. uh, <laughs> he would be driving through downtown Hoquiam, and he would always he'd always stop for me at Safeway, which was a at the time it was a smaller store, but uh, they had Cragmont Pop, and he'd give me seventeen cents. And I would go and buy a can of cold uh, Cragmont Pop did, for did him and for dad, me. Oh, so he, so it was seventeen cents each, though, yeah. wasn't it? So, yeah. so he sometimes he wouldn't drink like any. He just have, he just give me the money and I go do it. Yeah. So I went and I would get um, I would get a can of pop and we'd share it on the way home, or we we drink it on the way home. And we lived about eight miles out, so it was a good ten fifteen minutes till we got home, depending on how fast he drove. Mm-hmm. And then eventually, I started driving. Uh, with him <laughs> in the other seat, and that was quite an experience. Yeah. But but I, I I just remember him. Now being, you know why your dad has all white hair now. Yeah. Well. Yeah. <laughs> but but here's the deal. What I remember about dad is he was he was always fun to be with, most of the time, and and uh, I just remember him being kind and and very patient. He could put up with a lot, and he had to to live with my mom. And it's kind of like me. <laughs> Very similar. <laughs> yeah. But I, I don't know. What kind of traits do you see? You know my dad. What Do you, do I have any traits like my dad? <coughs> I would say stupid sayings when we'd come home. Home again, home again, jiggity jog. Hmm. He would say that. But I say other things. I have my sayings. Yeah. I. You know what? I'm not really sure because, like you said, your personality is more like your mom. Because um, she's more of an extrovert and... You have more the strong-willed personality, where your dad was more laid back, like I am. Um, well, the one thing I hope I've done, like my dad, <coughs> is I hope I've been supportive of my children. Um, my mom and dad had a good relationship. I thought I hardly ever see them fight, and if they did, it was really a weird situation, and so it was very upsetting if they did. But they hardly ever did. 
so I I don't remember them getting in a lot of conflict. But I do um, I do remember them being very supportive of me in the things that I would do. So if I was good at something, they seemed to be very supportive of that. So that was always really cool, and especially my dad. He mm-hmm. thought it was pretty cool. He would come to my concerts, and he was very proud of me. And even more so when I became an adult. He has been just really very encouraging over the years in my career, different things that I've done. And he's always uh, enjoyed that and been very quick to point out how much he um, likes my personality and likes the things that I do. And so that's pretty cool. I hope I'm like that with my kids. Yeah, I think you are. And and um, one thing I really have appreciated about both your mom and dad, especially because I lost my dad before we had children was that um, as we had children, your your dad and mom really went out of their way to do special things with them, to take them to the zoo or to, you know, have picnics with them. Or um, I remember they took Catherine to the ice, Disney on ice, or, you know, mm-hmm. they, they just, they really, you know, tried to do special things with the kids and, um, I appreciate that. And now you're, you don't have grandchildren yet, but I could, I really believe that example that we've seen in your parents and your dad. Remember them taking the kids to wild waves and, you know, different things. And, um, you know, and they, they did things for us when our children were little that we wouldn't have been able to afford to do. Sure. You know, go to the zoo or go to Wild Waves or, mm-hmm. um, you know, do do those special things that that grandparents, you know, can spoil the kids with a little bit when parents can't afford to do all that. Yeah. And um, it was a lot of fun. And I I really appreciate that about your dad because he's been patient with the kids and he would, you know, sit and read them books or um, I noticed that that um our son andrew and and nathan too but they really enjoy talking with yeah when we get together and stuff yeah and they enjoy talking to your dad because he's just he's a good guy yeah he has some you know physical issues now but he he's always willing to sit and visit with them and enjoys you can tell he enjoys talking to the grandkids and well the whole point of bringing these type of things might keep my phone on too loud bringing this type of stuff up is that um, I think it's always important spiritually, you know, since this is a podcast where we talk about our faith, I think it's, it's a biblical thing that, that fathers pass things down to their sons Mm -hmm. and daughters, of course. But um, in particular, I think it's important that, um, that we recognize some of those things. And sometimes we can have a hard time with our dad. Maybe we didn't get along with him or something has happened between us, you know, or whatever. Uh, and then we try to discount all the things that maybe are good things that we learned, you know. Mm-hmm. So we have to be careful of that. But, boy, I'll tell you what. If you if your dad is still alive, and it is very important, if there's any way at all, to reconcile with him, it's a good thing to do that. And I know mm-hmm. it may be really hard, and I don't know all the issues or whatever, but we really pray that you can, uh, you know, get get a relationship stirred up with your with your father again because— it's just such a precious thing, and it's such a great thing. And when they're gone, they're gone. Well, and another thing is if you are a father or an uncle or some kind of 
male figure mentor kind of person um big brother is to realize that children get the their view of god mm-hmm. um often by how their their parents particularly their father mm-hmm. treats them that's true cuz i know a lot of people that have, have had um situations where their dad was not too kind to them mm-hmm. and they really seriously have they the have, same feeling towards God. Yeah, they have trust issues with God because maybe their earthly father What do we call them daddy issues or yeah. yeah. Well, you know, if if your earthly father abused you abused or hurt you, you and, or, and didn't treat you right, it's hard to think of a of father a, treating you nicely. A heavenly right, father right. loving you and unconditionally. We, but we do understand that God would never hurt us or uh, want bad things for us. He wants the best for us, and he loves us and cares about us. So, and I, I think that maybe I've said this on the podcast before, but it always comes to me when I think about fathers. My brother, um, my oldest brother Randy, works at a um, penitentiary. He's a, a professor at the college, but he teaches um, anger management right. and parenting and different life skills and. Um, I think he teaches some basic education classes, too, so people can get their GED. Or He teaches a variety of classes. But in the parenting class, he teaches, and he always asks, and he's had thousands of students um, come through his classes. Captive audience. Captive, yeah. Um, He always asks. So I would like to know how many of you had a father in your life that you could really look up to and out of thousands of of inmates that he's taught he's only had one raise his hand wow and that man that young man said you know i had a great dad and i got going the wrong way and i let him down and i feel really bad about that Hmm. Only one out of thousands yeah. of inmates said that they had a good relationship with their father. They had a father they could look up to. Wow. And so I'm not saying that just because you have a, a you know, an absentee father or an abusive father, that means you're going to end up in jail. No. But I'm just, you know, and there's a lot of people that have been raised by a single mom out there they're doing Mm -hmm. great things that didn't end up in jail or anything like that but i'm just saying if you are uh, a man out there and you're an uncle or a father or a big brother realize that there are young people looking up at you and they're looking to see if you're going to have unconditional love if you're going to be kind, if you're going to be considerate, yeah. if you're going to be a good example of, you know, working hard and, and, and laughing and, you know, those, those traits that are valuable to kids. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's kind of serious, but, um, you know, and, and, and as women, we can try to have good examples too. But, you know, I think as parents, we sometimes get so like weighed down with just all the responsibility of life, just paying the bills and getting food on the table. And, you know, it's good just to remember, hey, what's important? Right. It's important to read those stories to your kids. It's important to... Throw the do- dog the ball. 
<laughs> just you oh, know. I guess I'm a different spot in my life. <laughs> well, we still have one daughter at home part of the time. I don't throw the ball for her though. <laughs> no, <laughs> but you know, I mean, it's it's good to have patience with your kids and and to be there for them. Yeah, and yeah. So there you go. Yeah, that wasn't a whole. I mean, that's kind of an interesting discussion. All that to say. Uh, get things right with your dad and and uh, or at least try and if you can't uh, pray you know and and ask God for help because I know he will and in fact why don't we pray for everybody and then yeah. we'll head out okay all right Lord thank you for every single person that's listening to the podcast today and God I don't know exactly where they're at with their father but uh, you do and so I ask God that you would heal relationships that have gone awry um, that you would open doors for things to get better I pray for those people that have a good relationship with their dad, that you would help them to realize the things that their father has invested in them and maybe some of the traits they have as a result of that and that they would be appreciative of it. And uh, I thank you again for, for touching our lives in a, in a real way. And thank you for being an amazing heavenly father to us. And uh, we just give you all the praise and all the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 So thanks, everybody, for joining us, and, and we hope that you were blessed by the show today and that uh, you enjoyed it. Would you please get a hold of us and let us know what you think? We really like feedback. Uh, you can write to us at rick at takehimwithyou.com or amy at takehimwithyou.com. Also, if any of you would like to help uh, keep the podcast coming to you, going over five years now, uh, we could sure use the help financially if you want to help. And any gift is appreciated, and all you have to do is go to PayPal. And put in, um, uh, what, what do they put in? Rick at takingwithyou.com. <laughs> Rick at takingwithyou.com is our PayPal address. And if you want to make a donation, that would be really, really cool. You don't have to. We don't emphasize the money part of things because we're, we're not getting rich off of doing the podcast. No, but yeah. if anyone wants to help, we, you know, it can go towards the hosting our fees and, and the yeah. dom domains and yeah. all that. We've that's, got a bunch of stuff. That's nice to help with if you want. Yeah. So thanks, everybody, for joining us. We really, really appreciate it. Do your thing, dear. This has been a Moyer Multimedia LLC production, copyright 2014. All rights reserved. Thank you. You're and welcome. thanks for joining us for the Father's Day special here at the Taking With You podcast. I'm going to leave you with Keith Urban. Well, not the actual guy, but I'm going. Song. I don't think you'd want to leave me with Keith Urban. Oh, <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no, I wouldn't. Lately I've been noticing I say the same things he used to say And I even find myself acting the very same way I tap my fingers on the table to the rhythm in my soul And I jangle the car keys when I'm ready to go When I look in the mirror, he's right there in my eyes Staring back at me And I realize the older I get The more I can see How much he loved my mother and my brother and me And it did the best that he could There in me 
times I thought he was being just a little bit hard on me But now I understand he was making me become the man he knew that I could be And everything he ever did he always did with love And I'm proud today to say I'm his son When somebody says I hope I get to meet your dad I just smile and say you already have the older I get the more I can see how much he loved my mother and my brother and me and it did the best that it could and I only hope when I have my own family that every day I see a little more of my father in me he's in my My heart, my soul, my hands, my pride And when I feel alone and I think I can't go on I hear him saying, son, you'll be that he could and I only hope when I have my own family every day I'll see oh I hope I see mm. I hope every day 